0: The Los Angeles Clippers are and will be a tough, tough customer. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the full coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. But we do things a little bit differently than most podcasts would. We do it from an alternate site, and that's Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We also cover Arizona um, basketball, Arizona State basketball, and um, the football program. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. I butchered that, but I'm just rolling with it because I'm tired of re recording these things. Oh my goodness. Brutal. Brutal. Sometimes you got to keep them. When I like jumble my words too much, you know, I re-record. But if I just, you know, my mind blanks, whatever, might as well keep it, right? Oh goodness. Well, I hope you're doing better than I am, at least at this podcasting thing. And of course, if you're not podcasting at all, then you're doing way better than me. Um, it, and uh, and I am podcasting, of course. So yeah, there there's that. Um uh, let's see. I don't really have a whole lot that I can go off of uh, as far as what I'm doing, what I got going on. Um You know, I watched Suns last night. watched them try to come back, but they did not. Um just a good old fashioned beatdown is what it was. Uh yeah. I, I, I don't have anything to really talk about as far as far as my day uh, did uh, some more uh, voluntary um, paid voluntary by the way uh, work at uh, at uh, Walmart uh, just for a couple of hours. So I think a two day total of uh, about seven, eight hours so right about uh, a full day's worth. Um, somewhere in there. And, yeah. So, that's that's what we got going on. Um, today's just gonna be hanging around the house. I might go on a walk a little bit later with uh, my dog. Play with my race car. Um, and no matter how I s- say that, it sounds awkward, but it is what it is. Um... Yeah, I think that's about it. I, I don't, I don't have any stories or anything going on. It's just kind of been blah lately. But I, again, I've been saying how it's been great to get on the mic lately, so that that's been good. Um, usually, there's some more consistent uh, listening happening on on your part when when I'm consistent in in the week. Um, hasn't happened yet, but. But uh, I know the numbers will uh, eventually uh, creep up um, as far as as of right now. Most um, at this current moment haven't even listened to yesterday. So um, you don't even know what I said yesterday at this point. But I assume by the time you get to this point, you ha- will have heard yesterday unless you just, you know, skipped it. Um that's always the funky business of podcasting. You you got to talk as if everybody knows what's going on, and sometimes you clue people in in case they miss something. But that, that that's about it. I don't you know, I don't really know. Um, I think that's it. I don't. I'm not going to try to prolong this any longer than it has to be, as I often do. Um. We have uh Sons and Cardinals. That's that's it. dot gets the sound credits for Jonathan Gannon, uh Kyler Murray, and uh Paris Johnson. It'll be good to hear from Paris Johnson what he thinks about uh DJ Humphreys going down. JG, he's that's how he starts his his um uh press conference just right off the bat. Um so uh there's a couple other uh, coaches, uh, Bruce Arians used to do the injuries right off the front, and that, that was always good. Just go ahead and get the some of the obvious stuff out of the way, and so J.G.'s been doing that of late. He didn't used to, but he, he is uh, doing that uh, of late, so that's, that's good. Um, and then, of course, everything Suns um, is uh, Dwayne Rankin Twitter, so... Um, oh and then we have an Arizona Sports uh YouTube page on a, a Cardinals topic that uh I'm going to read into very lightly. Um but uh yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we we'll get to it, but well I guess we'll go ahead and uh after hearing about Muya, we'll uh jump into Suns and that uh is up next on Big Sky sports talk unofficially presented by Muya Billings and I don't know if I said that in the open but yeah we are unofficially presented by Muya Billings so go check them out if you're here in Billings we only have one go see my guy Rico and uh, he'll uh, he'll hook you up get you get you taken care of right nice um, great food fries if you're into the uh, I believe they still have the peppermint shake it's good if you like peppermint stuff it's really solid. Um other than that if they don't their are regular shakes they're all top notch just uh and in, insert chef's kiss here, you know. That that's that's what the shakes are. And the whole the whole thing is, is solid. But anyway, uh we'll get into Suns up next. Muya Burgers, Fries, Shakes and Billings is the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. There are several Muya locations throughout the United States and a couple of locations internationally. Let's start out with the food. The burgers are fantastic. They have burgers for every lifestyle, vegan, keto, low-calorie, as well as gluten-free. My personal favorite is the cheddar bacon barbecue burger. Their fries are always fresh, and don't forget about the Muya sauce. You can get a shake to go along with it. Though the food is good... I always leave satisfied, but their customer service is at the top. Rico, he's the general manager of Muya Billings. He and his staff are top-notch. They are located at 2695 King Avenue West in Billings, Montana. So go see my guy, Rico. He'll hook you up and tell him I sent you. Muya Billings, the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. (laughs) Alright, we'll go ahead and that totally defeats the purpose. The sounder defeats the purpose of my all rights. Um, but I just did it again. Uh anyway, before we get into um some suns, I did want to say something, and although those that only listen to the intro will miss this part, but as I uh open up my Lipton green tea, um that is kind of what I'm gonna be talking about right now. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I guess because I grabbed one during the break. (sighs) Good stuff. I love the uh, uh, citrus uh, green teas. Good stuff. Bought a uh, couple of cases of uh, this. uh, I say cases, not like these huge cases, but what Lipton sells as cases of peach, lemon, green and uh white raspberry um tea. Um most of those usually uh, only come in the in the diet variety. Um but I found these that were not diet and not because I I don't need to be on a diet diet but you know they have more sugar and well I'm I like the sugar. But what I found out recently is If I drink a couple throughout the day, like literally just a couple, I am, I feel like I'm super hydrated throughout the day. Like they, I didn't know this, but, um, they hydrate me well. Um, so, um, I guess if the, uh, conversation is ever dry, just need to get a swig of tea. So there's that. Um, let's see. Now well, I guess we'll go go ahead and talk about something, right? Um mentioned in the open, uh Clippers. I think this is a was the first time that the uh, uh Suns played the Clippers this year, uh, except for in the uh preseason. But uh 131 to 122 um the closer <laughs> Uh, score and, and you know that you know you say close it's not like within two or four points that's close in the nba but uh uh definitely does not depict what the majority of the game was clippers were were crazy i mean they won the first quarter quarter 35 to 20 um then they it got a little bit closer for the Suns in the in the second, but they you know there's still large deficit. They won thirty five to thirty one. Suns did win the third quarter. That's when they really started coming up forty to thirty seven. But you you sense the trend here, you know, even though Suns chipping away, getting as close as eight within the both third and the fourth quarter. Um, Suns won the fourth uh, thirty one to twenty four, and that was their best quarter but you still lose um by uh was that nine yes so um so 131 to 122 I, I i suck at math it looks like nine by looking at it but math is not my strong point and some of you probably already 30 it. Figure it out. Thirty-one minus twenty-two. Yes, nine. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm like, ah, it looks like nine, but sometimes you know, uh, you know, it looks different to you, I guess, when you throw the ones out there. But you try to take that away, and uh, it makes it a lot easier. But yes, uh, Clippers. On, you know, say only one by nine, but you know, they they did in- indeed win by nine. It was it was kind of the closest. It like said it got was eight the whole time um to which the Suns never led um but a lot of grit and fight at the end but it was just it was just too late Paul George 33 points 8 of 14 from the field 12 of 14 at the line Devin Booker 35 points it was a tough 35 points even though he was rather efficient 11 of 15 he didn't get you know over 30 until late um and then uh, 8 of 9 at the line Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 8 rebounds, 6 defensive, 2 offensive. Yusuf Nurkic, uh, 6 rebounds, 5 defensive, 1 offensive. And James Harden, 11 assists, 4 turnovers, 36 minutes. Uh, Devin Booker, um, terrible assist-to-turnover ratio. He has 6 assists, 6 turnovers, 37 minutes. Um, Clippers, Paul George, 37 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 10 um, at the line or at at the three point line, excuse me, uh, seven rebounds, three assists, and thirty-three points. Quiet Leonard, forty um, forty minutes, nine to sixteen from the field, four of six from deep, eight rebounds, um, three assists, thirty points. Uh Ivica Zubots uh twenty-seven uh, minutes, two four from the field, three rebounds, Uh, Two assists, six points. James Harden, 36 minutes, 7 of 13 from the field. Um, Four of seven from deep, five rebounds, 11 assists, 22 points. Uh, Terrence Mann, 23 minutes, five of eight from the field, two of eight from deep, three rebounds, one assist, and 12 points. Um, Tice had six in 20 minutes. Westbrook had six in 20 minutes. Uh, With five rebounds, two assists. Tice with three rebounds, one assist. Um, uh, Coffee, 13 minutes, three points with an assist. And uh, uh, Norman Powell, 26 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep. Two rebounds and assists and 13 points. Suns, Chemezi Metu, 15 minutes, 3 of 6 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep. Um... Two assists and seven points. Uh, with uh Kevin Durant still sidelined with the Hammy. Um Nurkic, 25 minutes, three of five from the field, O of two from or O of two, O of one from deep, six rebounds, one assist, nine points. Bradley Beal um had forty-one minutes, twenty uh 7-of-20 from the uh, field, 0-6 from deep, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 21 points. Grayson Allen, 32 minutes, 4-of-9 from the field. 2-of-4 from deep, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 10 points. And Devin Booker, 37 minutes, 11-of-15 from the field. 5-of-8 from deep, 2 rebounds, uh, 6 assists, and uh, 35 points. Um, big bench contributors Eric gordon 28 minutes 5 11 from the field three six from deep five rebounds one assist 16 points and ball ball continues to contribute and carve out a role for himself and we'll hear from um frank on that but uh, 19 minutes six to seven from the field two of two from deep he i mean he has a a pretty good shot um from range not too bad um and he just, it's so easy for him to shoot over people, so uh, there's no no major contest either. Um, five rebounds, two assists, 14 points. Um, both uh, J.O., Joshua Kogi, and uh, KBD, Keita uh, Steop had five points apiece. Um, KBD, 21 minutes, and Joshua Kogi, 16 minutes. Uh, J.O. did have two rebounds and assists and uh, KBD had three assists to go along with his five points um, other than that Drew Eubanks played four minutes not a whole lot going on there and uh, uh, Zubukie uh, I've said his name correctly before that was totally messed up but anyway he had two minutes and didn't really do a whole lot either um, just at the end there um team stats go ahead and get over that real quick and um then we'll get in some some sound uh clippers were 42 of 76 55.3 percent um from the field and they were 18 of 34 almost as much it, uh percentage at 52.9 percent um from deep as they were from the field. That was that was kind of the big story. They're 29 to 32 at the line at 90.6%. Suns 42 of 79, 53.2%. From the field uh, they were 15 of 35, 42.9% and uh, 23 of 26, 88.5% at the line. Um, the Suns from the field at 52 53.2 was only a couple percentage points higher than the Clippers just from deep, fifty-two point nine. Clippers out rebounded the Suns, thirty-six to thirty-two, with ten offensive boards, twenty-six defensive boards. Suns also had uh, ten offensive, but uh, only twenty-two defensive. Um, Clippers out assisted the Suns, twenty-five to thirty-three. Both teams had nine steals, and Clippers had five blocks to the Suns' two. Um, fewer turnovers with 14, um, Suns had 17 and given up more points at 26 points given up for the Suns and only 16 points given up for the Clippers. Fast break points go the Clippers way 10 to eight, uh, points of the paint, uh, for the Suns 46 to 44 and, uh, 23 fouls for the Suns. 18 for the Clippers, and technical fouls all over the place um, for both teams. Clippers had four. I must have missed their other two, but uh, and Suns had two. Uh, Bradley Beal had one. Uh, Devin Booker had one for the Clippers. I know. Um, uh, well, I think Paul George had one. Um, I want to say, oh, on the bench. <laughs> So who, who had one from the bench that didn't hadn't even played a couple of days? I can't even remember who that was. Uh, someone off the bench had one. It's was just, I mean, they were teeing up everybody. It was ridiculous. As I said, Suns never led, but the large lead for the uh, Clippers um, was uh, 23. And, like, you know, and they had that lead for a good portion of the game. It kept them going for, you know, up to 23, sticking around 20 to 21 for large points. A couple of leads of 18 for a while, um, and, I mean, just, it was was brutal. For the Suns to even try to come back was uh, was crazy. Here is, uh, from Dwayne Rankin, uh, a couple of clips I'll have uh, of um, Frank Vogel. Well, I mean, I think they made a couple plays. They have the pre-pill on a couple times
1: on some difficult calls um you know made a couple tough threes you know uh you know, the beginning, just enough separation they made it hard for us to get back in and had a couple turnovers during that stretch but uh really proud of how we competed. we didn't come up on a game i think it's a positive attribute to our team you know i'm more concerned with how we started the game defensively you know i don't think we we have a necessary disposition you know to guard a, a lead offense you know a, team with a lot of firepower it creates a a lot of the challenges with the personnel that they, that they have. And, um, you know, we just weren't – we had to the, – they didn't feel us in the first half. So we got to start, to start stronger, you know, in
2: terms of the, the defensive disposition. Is that more of not following the scheme or more of just an effort to deal defensively, you think? Well, it's
1: full of both. You know what I mean? I, I think, uh, you know, this is a complex game plan. You know what I mean? And uh, complex game plans, you know, fit fit the playoffs. Okay, but they're not always perfect, you know, with, with a 20-minute you know, segment of shoot-around, you know, in the 82-game season, you know, in terms of uh, ironing out all the execution pieces, uh, you know, so, you know, we'll be better next time we play these guys next week, you know, with some of those, we have a feel for, for some of the things that, that they like to do and, and the coverages that we're trying to implement, and uh, we were, I mean, two, we were better in the second half at it, you know, yes. so I'm confident what we'll do next week.
0: Yeah, it was it was rough defensively for the Suns. I mean, they just—I mean, there were there was a couple shots they they you know they had played great defense, and that they just everything was going in for the Clippers, no doubt, doubt no doubt about it. Um, here's another one on uh, Frank Vogel, uh, just talking about the Clippers' defense that they played on uh, someone like Devin Booker, that only had seven points in the first half and was only three of five uh and the second half was much better um but like i said when i when i was talking about devin booker's 35 points i said it was a hard 35 and they made it really difficult on him
2: was there any reason why was booker just looking to get other guys involved in the first half or was he just not being aggressive as he needed needed to be he watched the first half he was. I'm just. That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking you. Could, could he have gotten off the ball and been able to get shots that way? I mean, they got two guys traveling
1: a every time he came off anything. So what? he's making the right
3: play. What um, was uh, going on out there with all the, all the technical the
1: heated the Technicals. The the they got guys complaining. crossed the line
2: they get text. So what changed differently in the second half for him? You think?
1: Yeah, I think like well, it wasn't so much for him, it's just I, I think uh, you know, we spaced better around the double teams. Okay. You know, we made some spacing adjustments at halftime and, and we you know, we mixed up some of the action. You know, so we're getting getting in, in different type of action. Uh, it, it wasn't always the same double team that he was facing in the first half. But I thought we did both of those areas better in San half.
0: Hey. Yeah, i I mean what else do you, do you do you want from frank there i mean you, you know and you have to ask the question because it was better in the second half and i think that's what Dwayne rankin was 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 getting at um but the, you know even even uh the broadcast um of um gosh um who who is it oh it's uh, oh my goodness it's so the Sun's local broadcast, but I, I can't remember the names right now. It'll scream to me later. But even they said, you know, how smart it was for the Clippers to blitz and, and double team um, Devin Booker because they know how hot he can get, um, how hot he got when they, they played last year in, in playoff situations. And, and so it was very, very smart. Um, Eddie Johnson, and oh gosh. I can't remember the other guy's name, but I, you know, Eddie is the one that mainly brought that up. But you know, it's very smart. Uh, they did get better spacing in the second half for sure. Um, and uh, you know, they they adjusted, but the, you know, you'd like to, them to adjust end in game instead. Excuse me, instead of waiting until after half to do that, and uh, I think that's also the other part of. Dwayne Rankin's question um, is that you know he knows that it was a lot better, and uh, you know it, and then you know kind of why did you not adjust sooner? Is kind of you know I mean I wish wish he would have said that, but I think that was kind of what he was getting at. Um, but uh, J- Josh Kogi was a big spark off the bench defensively. Um, he had to go bunch of defensive plays there in the fourth that really helped spark the offense um and uh other different things but it was it was yeah it was you kind of felt like oh man they're coming back the crowd got involved in it and but then it was kind of at the point too late um and then this is just you know this is just in the first half alone. Nine of 18 from three is, is what the Clippers did. Um, and here is uh, Frank Vogel's response on you know, just how the Clippers were so good from three and, and felt like uh, their closeouts were not as quick as they would like to have them.
2: His contribution, particularly in the second half. Just your yeah, thoughts on that. Really
1: happy for him and, and proud of him. You know, he's, he's doing the thing that we've been coaching on him on in practice. You know, to play a more disciplined brand of basketball uh, with shot selection and turnovers and, um, you know, just playing with himself, you know, and working on the angles that we're trying to work with him on defensively. And, uh, you know, he's contributed big time in the
2: last few games. How much is their size on the perimeter uh, defensively a problem? Because guys are trying to get to the rim and and they've got guys that... Yes, you know, it's a challenge,
1: but, you know, if you attack it the right way... so we did in the second half. You know, we had 71 points in the second half. That's going to win for you most nights. Um, you just can't hold the ball. You know, and try to try to play too much high school against uh, some of the early, early defenders. Um, you know, if you keep them moving, then you got
4: a chance.
5: It seems like you guys have been making an effort to run more off misses the past week or two. Is that a, an adjustment, or is that? We've been
1: something playing all, of this time? all year. You know, yeah. we're just we're just doing it a little bit more. Right now, and I, and I think we all recognize the value of, um, you know, we can score in the half court, you know, with the best of them. But if we get out more in transition, that's that's better than any play that I can call, you know, advance, attack the paint, you know, and uh, see the second side. So, uh, more encouraged on makes, misses, and turns. It's like a scorers' league, obviously. Um, but you guys have had trouble flowing uh, the
6: star, the scoring start of the other team. Just-
1: George got some good start tonight. How much of that kind of set you guys back tonight? Yeah, and Paul got loose on I'm, I'm frustrated with that more than anything about our first half. I mean, overall, this, this, this position, but um, you yeah, know, we have some ways that, that we can take him out of the looks that he was getting. And uh, you know, I thought our, I closed out most of the first half weren't uh, were too short on their laser. We got four guys out there that, um, we want to take away the three ball from, and we did not have the necessary urgency to get to them just in basic closeout situations. But Paul got loose on some of the, the pin down action that we have covered for every next few That Um, I, you know, I was over pressed. We did a better job in the second
0: half, but didn't start to game ball enough on it. Everything went a lot better in the second half, pretty much. And it, you know, again, it definitely seemed uh very, very late. Um, and it was, it was brutal. But, yeah, 9 of 18 just in from three, uh, you know, half of your shots already uh, in the first half was absolutely brutal. I have one more from um, on Ball Ball. I think part of it was in that last question. Um, but uh, so you might hear some repeated words because I think that's who they were talking about at the very beginning. Uh, but uh, – ball getting you know more looks and what he's done to earn it.
1: See, I mean, he's done enough to you know, to earn more more looks, you know, and, and uh, more opportunity. You know, so uh, as KB comes back, we'll look at all the other guys. You know, we got a lot of guys that um, you know showing what they can contribute to us. You know, as part of this early part of this season, is you know seeing how everybody fits uh, with this with this team, with this roster. You know, the, the teammates uh, as well as in our system. You know, and uh, you know, seeing what single did did uh, was very impressive, you know. So, uh, like I said, he's been coaching and uh, he, he's, been, he's been working on the things. We've been coaching in practice and uh, had two really solid performances. In your short time, year, time, do you get a sense that there's a rivalry between these two teams or is it too early for you to tell? I mean, we knocked him out of the playoffs last year. So, I think, uh, you know, there's always going to be, you want to get back at that team. Yeah, 2020 also. You know, so, um, I like I
0: like the road we talk about. Up to two nice folks. That's what Ty said. Thanks, Joe. Um. Yeah, I mean, nothing to add there. I I was trying to think of something, but I didn't really have anything. Uh, I guess we'll go to um this one from Devin Booker. Try to get more Devin Booker. uh, and get that taken care of. Uh, da da Um, that's just Devin Booker on on his performance.
7: Uh, we got to start games better with a sense of urgency um, and just be ready for the fight. You know, we're fighting bad battle the whole game, and you know we showed some things in the second half of. You know, what it, what it looks
2: like when you turn up the energy and we turn up the intensity. Curious, I know you, know, you took five shots. I know, they, I know they were doubling the whole game, but, I, but you, you've seen that. So I'm, I'm curious, were you looking more to, to try to get others involved in the first half, or were you just taking what the defense was giving?
7: Yeah, first three possessions, I got a few good looks. Um, I made them all. And I ran by the bench, and T. Lou not again. Um, I mean, I'm still looking for... You know, ways to be aggressive, but you know, I'm past that phase of my career of you know, forcing my okay. shots, especially when you know, I trust everybody that's
2: out there with me. In the second half, Coach said that made some play call adjustments to get you freer in different ways. How beneficial was that for you as far as getting you going in the second half?
7: Yeah, it's important. I mean, especially when we're staggering minutes and we're missing, you know, one of the three of us, you know, it's easy for a defense to key on, key on to us. Um, you know, when there's three of us playing, there's usually two on the court at the same time where you don't see those type of defenses, but um, we still we still
0: find ways in the second half things that we can build on and carry over from. All right. We've got to cycle through these. The way these uh, get posted on Twitter is usually out of order. We've got to get back. Oh, here's here's one from Book. Um, just got to go back and forth, back and forth. Um, here is uh, you know Devin Booker commenting on the uh, eighteen of thirty-four from three from from the Clippers.
8: When, when it comes to defense, how much of the problems stem from just learning the scheme? the injury issues and how much of it is just individual
7: pride in, in what you're doing. Uh, um, it's a collective you know, it, it's everything you just said and you know I say the most important part is communication. Um, transition defense. You know, we tend to run to our matchups a lot instead of running to the open land. So, you know, they got a lot of time looks in transitions and transition early and you know that that's what causes fighting uphill battle the rest of the
2: game. Devin, when looking at bowl and the way he played today, um, building off the last game, just maybe what you thought about how he played, particularly in the fourth quarter.
7: I mean, I'm deep for him. Um, everybody, obviously the fans have their thing going with him. But, you know, outside of that, you know, just knowing him as a person and getting to know him. And, um, I talked yesterday about his, you know, he's his, his willing to learn. You know, he wants to learn. He wants to be out on the court. And, you know, you'd be surprised everybody doesn't have that type of, you know, mentality. So, you know, he'll come to you, ask you questions, and, you know, he, he wants to learn, and he wants an opportunity, and he's taking advantage of it you
2: know? A lot of texts. Um, was that just part of just intensity of the game, do you think? No comment.
9: Well, with the intensity of the game, how do you encourage uh, your teammates as well to stay cool, calm, and collected? Because even with the intensity of the game, you were still pretty efficient, dropping 35 points. How are you able to stay cool, calm, and collected during these times and also encouraging your teammates as well? Um,
7: I'd rather everybody just geeked up and being cool, calm, and collected. Um, you know, they came in, they threw the first punch tonight, um, and that's something that we can learn from Um We got to be better, especially on our home court, protecting our home court. Um, You know, let us be the ones to decide how the refs are going to call the game, and you know, make the other team complain about you know foul calls or physicality. Um, Tonight, that was us.
0: Obviously, uh, you know, no comment from from book means that. uh that he agrees with the intensity. But, you know, again, go back to the broadcast that, you know, the, that they thought some, some of the teas that they were uh, getting thrown out was, you know, just the officials, the official that was giving them out. I can't even remember. I don't even know who he was or his name. I don't remember him. Um, not Scott Foster. Um, I just know that. that that's his name, not Scott Foster. Uh, but uh, he, he, you know it it book even said he's like uh um or not book it was uh Eddie Johnson said, you know what, well, don't mind the first one you you do the first one, kind of let everybody know what's up, and then um and then then you just kind of you don't you can chill out from there and he just he you know as it almost as Eddie Johnson was saying that it was like uh." the ref was, you know, had his uh, panties in a wad, if you will. Just, he's like, man, dude, grow some skin. <laughs> it's just, thin skin is is the, probably the reason for all the texts, is I guess the uh, way you can say it. Um, got two uh, Bradley Beal, and then I have one um, Eric Gordon, and one... Um, Grayson Allen, uh, but here is Bradley Beal, um, just on uh, guarding, playing defense against Clippers, um, and and what what they what he feels they need to do better against a team like that. And
2: in, in, in that first half, uh, Coach talked about the, the disposition not being there. Maybe why do you think that was the case in the first half?
3: Uh, first praise my Lord and Savior why well, I don't know. Uh, but you know, you definitely tip it out to them. Then uh the tennis has been playing well the last few weeks. Um, and that's what they do. You know, they break down their teams one on one. You find their shooters or draw fouls and get, get in the paint, they do a really good job of their, their big strong team, you know, you gotta give them credit You gotta we gotta understand, you know, we gotta we gotta guard our yard a little bit better. Um, help each other, help the next man rotate faster. Everybody, you know, we all gotta be a lot better on the
2: Was that the adjustment you feel like was made, at least Mid third, late forty thing. Yeah, I think
3: we would scrambling a little, little bit more. We start getting pissed off a little bit, you know. Uh, and that's kind of how that has to be our disposition when we start the game. You know, we, we got four or five all stars over there. Like, we gotta, we gotta make sure that we're ready to go from the jump. You know, uh, you know they shot 60-50 or ninety five or something right? Like that. like, that's, that's crazy. You know, so that's that's just unacceptable. Uh, we gotta be a lot better on that end. And, you took your hat to him, but we still could have made a lot of those catch and shoots like early on, like a lot tougher. You're like, gonna you know, team man made some, but PG got going, Kawhi got going, he just having like they laced them up. So got to be better with that. t man too. Yeah, team man. Yeah. I mean, we no disrespect, but we wanted him to shoot some threes, but hell, he stepped up and knocked them down. Right early. Right, so now yeah. you got to accommodate, like you got to, you got to accommodate for him now too. So I mean, they, they. Shit, they shot fifty plus
0: percent from three? Minutes? So, yeah, it's it was it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And like I said, some of that is on the Suns. Most of it is on the Suns, but some of the you know, especially at the end, there was a couple of shots that went, and it was just like, oh, you got to be freaking kidding me. Um, one more from um, um Bradley Beal. Um. Just kind of hit more on his performance. He was seven of twenty for twenty-one points and zero of six from three. He he couldn't get nothing to go down um, either.
10: What do you feel like is working when you guys are able to play faster? What what kind of clicks in Just getting stops yeah. that helps
3: us? You know, when we get stops, books like, getting like double teamed at half court. If we gotta you know we gotta help him out. When we get stops, that makes the game easier for him. Opens the game, opens the floor so open up you for know. everybody. You know, it's hard to play against a set defense, you know, and then especially a team that switches a lot, you know, that forces offenses to get stagnant, forces you kind of away from what you wanted to go to. So, uh, you know, it's our first time playing them, but, you know, we'll be a lot better. Uh, hopefully next week we'll see them again, but, you know, that's a, moving forward, we know that's, that's a playoff team. A, they have a really
2: good chase, so we gotta lace them up. We gotta lace them up. How much is their size on the perimeter when you're trying to get to the basket affects how? You go about doing it. it. Looked like you made more of an adjustment in the second half compared
3: to the first half. Oh yeah, I was trying to kind of dictate a little bit, shot figure shot. out so how they were, were going. They were guarding us yeah. totally different And pick and rolls and then one on ones. And obviously, I'm gonna try to be aggressive and get two feet in the paint as best as I can. But like you said, they—he's a good defender. Kawhi's is good. Def- like they're really—they're all defensive guys, you know. So uh, you respect that, and they—they they it a little tough, but still a lot of opportunities I should have you know I should have finished some shots I should have had a few dump downs I had a couple turnovers so it's, I gotta be a lot better I have to start with me
2: I gotta be a lot better
0: for sure alright yeah, And it's not all I have uh, I got two more let me double check yep there's Brad got Brad got all of coach got book Let's go with, uh, let's go with EG first. No, let's go with Grayson. Let's go with Grayson first and then we'll go EG. Uh, all right, here is Grayson Allen. Um, He's been getting a lot of starts lately. Um, and uh, uh, just kind of his thoughts on the game, just in one of the quotes he has is the energy that, gets taken out of you when when they're just rolling and scoring on you like that it's just it's you know can be tough the first half uh, why do you think that was tonight
3: uh I think they hit some they hit some shots early some contested threes um not guarded well enough and
10: it's a little it takes the energy out of your out of your team when you get a lot of points scored on you early. So I think that was it. But we responded really well in the second half. I to ask you just about bowling the way he played. What did you think about his effort? Uh, he played great. Um, preventing scaring guys from shooting when they drive into the paint, um, getting rebounds, deflections, uh, coming there, making good decisions as a guy in the half roll position, roller when you are got to be a passer, playing three on two, four on three, whatever it is. Um, Play great and was a part of that big run that got us back into the game. That whole group did really well. So, like a great in the first half.
0: All right. And last but not least, uh, EG. And let me go ahead and get that going up. Uh, this is Eric Gordon again talking about the big, big thing, big, uh, um, over glaring um, issue. With last night's game and and that's the high percentage of three shots by the Clippers.
2: Be on the other side of that. Yeah, you
6: know, uh, you know, we just gotta try to figure out ways to be make them uncomfortable. You know, they got a lot of firepower, power. and if you don't make them, you know, if you don't break their rhythm, they're gonna be a hard to beat. You know, they got a lot of good individual guys. And, when they, when they play together, they're, they're a hard team to beat. So you gotta break the rhythm, and you gotta score on the offensive And you can't have too many letdowns against a, a really good team. And uh, they just made too. Many, they dictated the flow throughout the whole game, and uh, definitely in the first half. And you can't have major letdowns, you know, against a team like that.
2: Curious. The only other thing I had was, you know, it almost was like you guys had to play almost perfect at the end. Like, you know, okay, that three goes. All right, we need another one. That. We, okay, we got to stop. We need another one. Ah, well, how challenging is that to play that way when you get back in it and then you know you have to basically play you know, perfect to, to win the game?
6: Yeah, we have a small margin for error. You know, um, That's what we got to understand. And, uh, we got to play as good and as perfect basketball as we can. And, um, you know, like I said, it was, we were a different team in the second half. We, we were scoring, we were defending, we gave ourselves a chance to steals and rebound and we looked like a more – Uh, uh, a team that was on the hunt to try to win the game and that towards the end uh, you know we we weren't comfortable so so, like I said I wish we we going to do that early on
2: all
0: All right um yeah that you know there's a lot of things you can talk about but like I said Clippers tough tough customer I I mean they they got James Harden, who seems to be playing lights out, how or has been playing lights out. Don't particularly like how he he's been doing things over the last couple of years. Just like complaining about this team, complaining about that team, and kinda of wait until he's the cancer for the Clippers. That's probably that's what I'm waiting for because we know it's gonna happen. Um and then, you know, Paul George, he's when he's healthy, he we know he's good. Kawhi Leonard, of course, former MVP. Um, you know, he's 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 still um, you know, a a big force to deal with, especially defensively. He's he's always good uh, on defense, rebounds the ball well, um, and can shoot it. Um, and then you have um, let's see, uh, what I say, uh, James Harden, Paul George, um, who's their other guy? Um, oh, and Kawhi. Like I said, and then the not necessarily the, the, the big uh a big score like he used to be. Um but his 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 uh toughness, um and resilience uh you, you kind of you kinda of like, and that's Russell Westbrook. Um he coming off the bench. Uh he said, when he when he joined them he said, you know, I'll come off the bench made things a lot easier. There's always that conversation and what what you know, when you have Four dudes like that, you know, who you know, and, and then you already kinda have an established uh starting rotation and when he joins your team, what you're gonna do, you know, he made sets he said he made the sacrifice. I don't know if there was much of a sacrifice made. He's really he's really not all that good at it anymore, but I like how pesky he is on defense. Um his basketball IQ is solid. I still say this though. Any team that has Russell Westbrook, you're not gonna win a championship. Um, I used to, I, am more bold in saying it like that than, uh, or I'm more bold at saying it when he was the leader of the team. He's not so much of the leader of this team. So, uh, Clippers might make me eat, eat my words. As like I said, they look really good and they're all, all four of those guys are, are healthy and they're rolling right now. But, um, you know that's what I used to say. Any Russell Westbrook led team won't win a championship. I think him coming off the bench. You know, it's I think it's a little bit differently, but it's just something about Russ that I I don't think he has what it what it takes. You know, it was, oh he wins. You know, he's a triple double king. Well, he was, but did that translate to anything other than an MVP? No, never did. Never will. Cause it's just the type of person uh he is. Great dude off the court from what I understand. Very giving dude, but I just I I I I I, I know what I see, and what I see is a non championship for him. That's what I see. Um and I, you can rip me on that, go for it. Do it. i I love to have the conversation. Um Big at gmail.com. Send it your way. Let's do it. Get involved. Um or shoot me a direct message on uh, Twitter Instagram, um, Facebook, or even YouTube—if you want to comment—I don't know—but uh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm open to it. If you disagree, um, with what I, especially the harsh criticism on Russ, um, or just really any of it, whatever, uh, I'm I'm good with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, tough, tough customer the Clippers are. Hopefully they'll they'll adjust better. Um, uh, later on, um, was it next week? I think so. Um, but, uh, sons have the heat, uh, tomorrow. So day off today, heat tomorrow and, uh, should be good. Uh, other than that, we'll go ahead and get into the Suns. our sons, the, uh, Cardinals up next on big sky sports talk unofficially presented by Muya Billings.
10: Pump's gonna go to IR. Uh, he's got uh, a torn ACL. Um, so we'll go through the process of getting that fixed and he'll be back better than ever. And um, got in meetings today. Um, on to Seattle here. Looking forward to playing at home, uh, winning a ball game versus a good football team.
0: Right off the bat, like I said, uh, talking about uh, DJ Humphreys' um, torn ACL. He's on IR, and uh, uh, since it was this one was so much later than what Kyler's was, and of course, every um, you know torn uh, ACL is is different. They always will tell you that there's no there's no real timetable for it. Some some guys come back, you know, about right on the quote unquote time schedule. Some some do not. Uh, but since this one's you know Kyler's was in october he came back um uh came back uh in well then he was his in November or october i don't know it was later in the season but not like super late and then um you had uh uh he came back you know in october so right about right about a year um to the day i think for him so you know the if you say do the same thing for hump he won't he you know he'll probably miss almost all of next season um i mean he could rehab differently but i you know i don't know um so when jg says he'll be back stronger than ever i'm, I'm sure you know you can come back from E and be stronger than ever a lot of Players do. Um, but the big question is, will he be back on this team or are the Cardinals gonna move him? Well, I guess we'll that remains to be seen. But there there's the, the news that I mentioned yesterday, and uh straight from the head coach's mouth.
11: What kind of blow is it for Humphreys personally to tear that knee or tear that knee again?
10: Blow for anybody, for us as a team, for him. You know, obviously he's a captain, one of our premier players. You know, it's uh, it's it's a part of the sport that is really hard. You know, you guys know how I feel what about the players. You know what they put into this, and you know the sacrifices they make, and um, him being who he is. Um, it's it's tough to swallow, truthfully. With
6: with Kelvin. Obviously stepped in, just overall, how has he handled
4: this entire
10: been season? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, you know, it's we're very grateful to have him in the role that he plays. Um, you know, obviously he played versus Atlanta. will stepped in for Hump, or for Hump. You know, against Philly there, and then he'll be our starting left tackle. But you know, he um, he's the ultimate team guy. Um, you know, a guy that provides really good leadership um, for the young guys. He, you guys know he's a guy that I talk to a lot. I bounce things off of him because he's been around the block. And uh, I'm glad we have him. But uh, he'll step in there and play well.
0: Um, Kelvin Beecham is great dude. Love him. Uh, I like what he brings to the table kind of this year. he's He started as needed. Uh, kind of been more of a rotational kind of guy They moved him around a little bit um he's another guy that i think he'll be he won't be on this team but for a different reason He, he will either uh decide to go to a different team or or he'll probably just retire there's the talks about that we're already stirring up um but he's a veteran dude that uh um you know you you can't uh uh, be mad that he's he's stepping in because of what he does bring.
12: I was uh, Hump playing this year for you guys?
10: Good, really good. Starting left tackle.
12: Coach, I know
6: these things take a while to heal, so I, I don't want to get too far down the road with this, but I'm guessing Hump may be missing early fall next year.
10: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You guys know the timetable for that, but uh, I know he'll attack it and um, – like I said, like I told him, he'll be back better than ever.
4: Does the approach in the finale change at all as far as how you play players to maybe get a look at a
10: younger guy? No, Bo, you've seen what we've been doing. We're trying to win win every game that we play. Um, this one is no different. we got a lot to play for, and um, the guys that will be out there would be the guys that we feel can get it done.
5: How do you encourage the guys to stay locked in though when there's already sort of an eye towards
10: them? There is no eye towards the offseason, Zach. Uh, leadership in the locker room, and I'm very um, direct with how I want things approached, um, especially leading up into this last game, as we talked about a couple hours ago. And uh, our guys take to that, and uh, we'll go out and play well.
12: Were you guys hopeful it was something else? Uh, would you let would you like to believe it could have been something less today?
10: You never know, you know what I mean? You got to go through the tests and everything like that. Um, when he walked off the field, I knew it was a knee. I didn't know, it. you never know how bad, but um, so test confirmed, that's what it is. What
5: does it say about his character? Because we saw the photos of him
10: post-game in the room. Yeah, I mean, so- the guy's, all, I mean, he wears the C for a reason. You know what I mean? He um, He's been fantastic this whole year. And then, you know, coming off the back too, getting himself ready to play and playing as many games as he did. The leadership that he provides, you know, obviously a big loss.
5: You talked about how connected that offensive line room is as a whole. I mean, how do you think that they're going to kind of rally around him and going
10: into Yeah, the they know. they got to, all, all of them got to be ready to go and um, got to have a good plan in place and we got to be detailed out. This is a completely different defense than we're going against. And, uh, you know, they got to play well for us to have a chance to win.
5: What makes a room like that so connected?
10: Um, I think, you know, a blend of, you know, Clayton and Cookie. um, Drew, you know, obviously. And then the, the, the players in that room, you know what I mean? They're team guys and they know they got to play well to give us a chance to win. And um, it's a really cool room. It's a good room, man. It really is.
12: On your
6: radio show, uh, you mentioned that there was no doubt that Kyler would be your, your quarterback next season. You suggested as much and others have throughout the season. But can you explain just what kind of led you to that conclusion?
10: yeah i mean i don't i don't know if what I said what i said i mean there's i've been convicted since I got here um what the guy's done for us um the player that he is the person that he is the competitor that he is um you know I kind of chuckled that that's that's been my view for since I got here
0: oh and it has it has been his view um obviously the radio show they're talking about is uh the weekly radio show that he joins. I'm not sure which one it is, whether it's a uh, Burns Gambo, Bickley Murado, or Wolf and Luke. I can't, I don't even know. I don't listen to them as much as I used to. Uh, I'll pull some clips as you guys know, but, uh, um, because I, I, I do like some of the opinions. Um, but, uh, the Cardinals are the flagship. All right. Uh, or the 98.7 FM is the flagship for the Cardinals and all the sports here. Cardinals being probably the, having the biggest gravitational pull. So it is a part of the contract between them to have the head coach and GMs and, and whatnot on there. Um, so it, it, it's kind of a a thing. Um, and, but being that they are the flagship, they're not going to, you know, hit them too hard with the with tough questions. But, you know, one of the questions that they did ask, of course, that everybody's been asking, despite what he's been saying, is uh, is Kyler going to be the guy. Now, uh, JG has said many different things that, that, you know, we find out that are not 100% accurate. Maybe he's just kind of, you know, uh, going off of memory, whether it's been stats, whether it's been, you know, um because he's got busted before people like to bust chops with every little thing you say um people probably do it with me It's not a big deal it happens uh but um if asked oh you know with eagles we were we were this and we were that and and and, you know and and it might be a number a couple of numbers or whatever off or whatever but you know, you don't know if it's a guy that's just rolling or, you know, what have you. A lot of people like to read into it, you know, what, what, especially what coaches say. And I say all that to say this, that, you know, though he agrees and believes that he's their guy, um, that could very well change. And, um, but, uh, or it could just be coach speak where, you know, it's easy. I can say, oh, he's our guy. Let's put it to rest even though I know that he might not be our guy. And so uh, that happens a lot with coaches, but it's happened a lot with JG. And and I think that's kind of the the, the thing that a lot of people are focusing on. Um, and it's also the uh, point of where I'm going to uh, get into later that 98.7 kind of talks about it again, this hot conversation of JG saying, hey, he's our guy, you know, and that, that's what I've been saying all along. Um. But uh like I said, the, the main main thing I wanna get out is is that he he has kind of flippantly said things that weren't hundred percent true or true or find out later. Uh, you have someone like uh or even with uh um guys that he say he's he's starting or or whatnot, you know, oh uh um Dobbs will be our guy. And then uh that's what you say after the game, and then Monday you come in and say, Well, we're gonna make a change of quarterback you know and and the stuff like that happens you know as well but you know it's just been time after time so i wouldn't hold too strong on to that he says they're a guy but you know he very they, they can very well not you know go a different direction and that can just be just as true but uh you know and listening to uh this show just know that even though that's what he says now it can definitely change and probably will change
10: Game, no, what, oh no, we definitely watched that. So
9: how do you, what do you take away and how you evaluate when you had a different quarterback, James yeah. wasn't playing? You
10: yeah, we, we talked, playing. yeah, good question, Danny. I mean, that's, when you look at that game, there's reasons why we didn't get it done and, in my opinion, had chances to win the game. So um, we'll, we will take that as a good learning tool, things that we have to improve on and do better versus a good football team. Um, they're not, you know, they're right in the playoff hunt there, so they're obviously done enough to be relevant right now. Um, so we got to play really good football to give ourselves a chance to win, but we definitely took that game and looked at it, and here's what we need to improve on. This is what was good, was bad. Truthfully, like any game, but you're playing them now for the second time and a um, little bit of familiarity with them now, and uh, we have to use that.
12: Even though you
11: have been convicted for a long time that Kylie's your guy in the future, has he done anything the last seven, eight weeks to strengthen that belief? And if so, what?
10: No, he's done everything I asked since I got here. Did
11: it even surprise you that there was a
9: question about
10: that? Yeah, kind of. Why? Um, You guys watch the tape, don't you?
9: Do you feel like uh, at this point, this will be six games in in the division, do you feel pretty
3: confident in knowing what the division's about and what you're going to be facing the next
10: Yeah, three really good teams with three really, really good coaches. You're going to make the argument all three are going to go to the Hall of Fame. So um, tough division, you know what I mean? You're looking at three teams, not us, um, but three teams that you got the one seed and you got two teams that are probably, you know, hopefully we knock Seattle out. But uh, I guess LA is going to get in or have a chance to get in. So yeah, it's a really good division. And um, we have a long way to go to get to that level where we're playing meaningful games in December and January. So, um, but with all that being said, really not worried about that. Worried about our team, what we're doing and how to beat Seattle. So that's where the focus is.
6: You mentioned a long, a long way to go. You can get this one, you end up with only three wins less than the Seahawks. So in the scheme of things, is there also the thought though? Yeah, it might
4: be a lot to do, but it's not that far. Yeah, away. when
10: I say long way to go, I think uh, NFL coaches would tell you the ones I've been around is is you're never as good as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you think you are. Um, and the the why I say that is is the difference between the margin between winning and losing is so small. Um, you know, when I say long way to go, I know what our record is. You know what I mean? So I have a long way to go. Is what I'm saying to myself, but. Um, I know that uh, we're doing the right things. Um, the guys in that locker room prepare the right way. They practice the right way. They play the right way. Um, they're connected. They're team first guys. So I think we're on our way.
0: The culture would say that they definitely are. Um, but, you know, they, and they do have a while to go as well. I, I would agree to both. Uh, next up, we'll go to Kyler Murray. And uh, uh, on the um way to the stadium or you know, into the stadium, he was wearing a Sidney Crosby jersey, I do believe. Um and so the first question directly off the bat is on that. But uh another question we're wondering, Kyler, is uh how do you feel about uh uh DJ Humphreys going and uh obviously we know you're gonna say that uh well I'm confident in all the guys, but you know we can you give us a little bit more than that, please? For
1: Sidney Crosby about the jersey? Do I have a story? Yeah. You he was
0: wondering what the
3: story was
13: behind you wearing Um, No, I mean, other than, you know, I, I don't have a story. I don't have a special story about it now. It's just yeah. um, great no, That was a great jersey. Um, Obviously, he's a great player, Um, big fan. So that was, yeah. That was. The history of kind of old. Yeah, it. no, yeah. He's he's hated there, I guess. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I think that blew up on Twitter or you know on social media. I um, I wasn't trying to start a whole whole deal about it, but it was good. It was good. How do you feel about
12: losing
13: DJ to a knee? Yeah, I was watching him today do um, some of the exercises. They're just. Kind of like PTSD about you know that situation, um, you know not not just losing him, you know him the guy, you know caring about him. That's a uh, it's not something you want to see somebody go through. Um, you know me being a part of it or, or, or having gone through it now, I understand all the, you know the process of it and how long it takes to get back and you know the pain and just the days of you know uh, not being yourself. So it's uh, you know I hate that for him. You guys got
11: close last offseason when you get your rehabbing. Is it any harder to see him after that relationship got built so much,
13: like, you know, having to go through with him? Yeah, well, he was rehabbing his back. You know, this off season now he's having to um, deal with this. You know, I, he's a tough guy. He's, you know, he loves this. So I know we will come back from it, but it's obviously just tough to see.
2: When you
3: kind of, and I know you're focusing
9: still with one game left, but can you, when you reflect on the journey you've had these last
3: eight weeks, I mean, does it? Does it seem only like a couple of months? Does it seem like longer for you what, what, what kind of has your, been your mindset when you kind of look at these two weeks two months that you've been able to
13: play uh honestly just try to get better each and every week um you know I know how the game goes. I know how you know it's uh again the the missing the time missing the reps and missing the feel of the game and having having all that you know move fast slow it down um part of the process. And, uh, you know, now being in this season, trying to just continue to go up and and move in the right direction, uh, play good football. And that's what I was telling y'all. I mean, just, you know, um, what do I want out of myself is to play good football, you know, um, see the field uh, and and just get better, you know, going into next season. So that way we can, you know, hit the ground running. When I asked you
11: after the game, if you're back to where you were, you said it's more like a form. Yeah. What,
13: is, what does that mean? Can you paint um, No, I think everybody's got the ability. You know, or everybody's abilities are different. But uh, you know, I think uh, you look around the league. I think a lot of guys, there's years where guys are at, you know at the peak form. There's guys where you know there's years where guys have down years. Um, all that is dependent on you know the individual. But uh, I think for me, you know, last you know this past game, I, was, I felt you know felt like I was in that. You know, and felt uh, you know that that's what playing at a high level, you know, that's kind of part of, you know, uh, felt that way um, last Sunday. So to keep that going, you know, hit a groove and get in the rhythm, uh, I feel good about how you're playing. It's
11: frustrating, it's one
13: game left. No, I mean, I just get, you got to make the most of this game. You know, I know people have different uh, opinions on, you know, winning or losing or whatever like that, but uh, I, I play to win, so
5: how how difficult is it or is it difficult at all to lock in on this type of game knowing that the off season's around the corner
13: um no i mean it's the it's, you get one more opportunity you know i was playing in the nfl um this is a privilege you know so uh, i'm i'm not i'm not taking it for granted especially being out as much as i was out you know there's not a i'm excited to get out there
4: uh, and said that he's always felt conviction in you being his franchise quarterback. You know, from when he took the job to going forward, what's it just mean to have that type of support from him?
13: It means a lot. It means a lot. But um, you know, I think you know, he, uh, he's told me that you know, since day one. So for me, it was really um, nothing that was in the back of my mind or anything like that I wasn't really worried about. It. I was just focused on going out there and playing well, um, proving them right, proving them right. Um, and I uh, continue to try to do that every day
3: make like getting to know him easier, knowing that, you know, the future was in hands and that you guys
13: were just planning to build on kind of the foundation of all this? I mean, just talking to him, you know, and then him um, knowing what I'm capable of, obviously understanding uh, the things that I do on the field, can do on the field, uh, watching me play, like stuff like that. He obviously understands the game and he understands what, you know, how hard this is or uh, whatever it may be. but like I said, just talking to him I could feel out whether or not, you know, he, he knew you know, he, he, he had a clue about, you know, my capabilities and stuff like that. So, um no, it doesn't surprise me about what he said, no.
12: You, uh, you you talk about getting better all the
9: time. And I know you're a football junkie anyways. Is there a part of you that
12: is anxious to, to get to the part of the off season when you can start you know, maybe building a foundation more than you were able to have this year?
13: Um yeah, of course. I mean, uh, God willing, you know, make it healthy to the off season. Um, that's I can't wait. You know, just to be able to have a, a full, you know, normal off season. Um, obviously, continue to get stronger uh, in my leg and stuff like that. But uh, not only that, just be able to be with the guys and get that rhythm and be able, to, you know, go out there throw routes and work on the little nuances of the game that we didn't get to do this year and kind of, kind of for me have shown uh, or I felt like has held us back in a sense on the field. Um, but the you know, the longer that we've done, you know, this is week six or seven or eight now. So, um we've gotten better I feel like in that aspect because we've been on the field together and that'll only grow when we're on the field in the off season working those things out.
11: I you know, you get started on all that stuff earlier this off season than we have in the past because you wanna get there's there's slack to pick up I guess.
13: No, I mean I always usually start pretty early. Um guys go on trips or do whatever they do but uh yeah, probably get. You know, I would love you'd know, love to get out there as soon as possible with those guys.
12: I Know it's out of your hands, but uh, Hollywood becomes on unrestricted free agent, how much are you hoping, and expecting he comes back?
13: Yeah, um, I am hoping he comes back. I say that to your channel, I, you know, I let them do their thing, but uh, that's yeah, I would love for him to be back for sure.
6: Are tired of the conversation? Around the country, about you're the guy, you're not the guy, you're too short, you're not big enough. Did you ever tire of that? I know you're a position where every quarterback yeah. is the center of controversy all the time.
13: But uh, you said tire?
6: you get you get weary of it.
13: Weary. Um, n- Does it you off? Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, nah, I mean, um, I, I try to stay out of it. You know, I try to stay out of the little, uh, you know, social media stuff like that. Uh, but I, I, every quarterback deals with it. Every player deals with it. Um, some more than others. Uh, I'm not gonna go on a rant about what, <laughs> about it. But no, I, I, like I said, I just I try to go out there and do my thing. Uh, I know what I'm capable of. So at, at the end of the day, you know, you, when you win, you know that'll shut everybody up. So obviously, this year, you know, I played half a season. You know, we we'll get an opportunity to do it again next year. You think that maybe
9: like in the beginning of the year when. You first met J.G., and you guys were both really excited to meet each other and stuff.
13: And, and then he went to Oklahoma with the staff, and mm-hmm. maybe that kind of started everything. That's kind of where you really felt like he was convicted and having you. Um, I mean, I, I talked to him before he got the job. Like He was, he was here for an interview. Um, chopped it up with him for about 15 minutes in the weight room uh, before he had to go do his thing. Um, and, I, I mean, at that moment, you know, I knew – it was you know an instant as far as okay this guy, you know, his his knowledge of the game and how he sees the game and stuff like that. Um and then obviously he got the job, And from that day on it was, you know, it was kinda like I w I won't say when you meet your best friend, but that type of like, you know, that he he just it was it was instant, you know, as far as, you know, we we kinda speak the same language.
11: Knowing knowing that you had his support so early on in the process, that when you came back that helped you play I guess I oh, don't any freer, any less Pressure
8: any less
13: stress on, on you? Um, I mean, you want to win for a guy like that, you know what I'm saying? You want to do anything? Um, I, I think he's the type of guy you, you know what I'm saying you you run through a wall for because you know you know he's got your back. So that's that's definitely, uh, I think it, I think it helps for sure. But I mean that I'm, I'm always I'm trying to win. I, I mean you know regardless of if, you know who it is, but for sure. When
6: you, when you look
3: at you know the young core that you guys have, you know, yourself. Pretty the Michael Wilson, Paris Johnson. How excited are you about
13: the future moving forward with this project? I think this is a big year, um, as far as building culture, um, setting a standard uh, with JG, Monty, um, and the draft class. You know, they've been, they've been great. You know, all the guys, you know, love football, um, ask questions, uh, extra work, whatever it is. You know, you can you can tell it's different, different vibes. So uh, I'm excited to, you know, move forward and, and, and continue to grow with these dudes
12: respect you have for Buddha Baker as a kind of like one of your warriors, a guy who's been here through the losing, still plays hard every down, and still keeps his head up, and still keeps fighting? What, what kind of respect
13: levels do you got for
5: that guy?
13: A lot. I love Buddha. <laughs> I respect the hell of Buddha. He's a great player, um, a fierce leader, competitor. Uh, And he loves the game of football.
12: You've got one more game left, but heading into the offseason, do you feel, I guess, more in lockstep or on the same page, more than you have with the head coach, GM, and maybe in the franchise?
13: In the past five years? Look at you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in, yeah. How
6: much more comfortable under center are you now versus you know that Atlanta game to start? The, I think you had as many snaps this year as your whole career under center.
13: Oh, uh, actually under center, yeah. Um, feel good, you know. I enjoy it. You know, something I kind of asked for in the past. Uh, like just, I think it you know different. You know, it gives us a different versatility into the offense um, that we could have used, and it's just it's, it gives the defense a different look. You know, you can't can't really see the ball as far as play fakes. Um, and that quick, that split second, you know, as far as play action and stuff like that, it, it affects the defense. So I, I enjoy it.
12: We've seen what you can do when you've got protection and you're, and you're passing out of the pocket, and it, and it worked really well Sunday, especially. Yeah. But I mean, do you think we'll see you on more bootlegs, RPOs, moving out, making plays on the run next year?
13: That's a question for Drew. Do
12: you have any thoughts about
13: it? I just want to make plays, move the ball down the field, score touchdowns.
0: <laughs> um, that last question kind of really grabbed me, and it's something I've talked about in the past. Uh, you know, the the conversation, especially with uh, Cliff here, is uh, you know why not under center? Everybody knows that un- under center is more of an old sky, uh, old sky, old style of um, offense and. A lot of you know high schools and and colleges do more shotgun than and under under center and and it's kind of like a lost art a little bit but the question we've always asked is you know is kyler unwilling to do it or is it is it cliff not calling it or making him do it well if you believe kyler right there um he said i've something i've asked for in the past um find that kind of interesting find that really interesting and um and, and so if you go off of that and you say well then Cliff was the problem and you know if you go off this whole season you can really point out that Cliff was the, the issue uh, for a lot of this the whole time um don't want to you know run the guy through the mud too much um I you know uh, as uh, his his football character versus his personal you know I guess is is the is the big thing but I, I found that interesting and that, that that's gonna. Uh, stick with me. See if he doesn't more and more um, in, throughout this offense. Uh, if he's here next year, and a lot of uh, recent of reporting believes that he will be, but um, you know you can tell with that last comment though about the bootway, bootlegs, the and the waggles, the um, play action stuff um, that and you saw it, what I saw on his face when asked that is is he kind of smiled a little bit like that he would want to, but uh, he understands you know it's it's not up to me it's up to Drew Petzing and uh, um so may I don't know we we'll, we might see it but I'm feeling the confidence in in Kyler Murray especially after the last game Kyler and the Cardinals. Could very well knock off uh, Seattle at home, and hopefully they do. It'd be great to win at home and be the last game. That will send the fans, the everything, into a much much more positive direction than than it ever could be. Uh, last but not least, we'll hear from uh, Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, in the uh, locker room. Uh, you know, talking about the big topic, and that being DJ Humphreys.
3: That's has
9: my family, you know what I mean? So that hurt me, you know, um, I, feel, I, I, I feel for him only because, you know, he's a fighter and obviously he's playing an awesome game. And, I, and obviously he, he wanted to be here, you know, could take me you know, to finish the season strong with us. I told him he's made this whole year fun, you know, especially for me, you know, I look up to him on the field. So obviously, you know, this next week is about p- playing for him. I know he's gonna be there, he's gonna be excited, but obviously, you know, I'm, I'm gonna miss having him out there.
6: He's got a great personality, as you said. Yeah. yeah. He's fun. Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah. What it mean to the line now, to the rest of the group that's still standing?
9: Yeah, I think, um, you know, for the rest of the line is that, uh, you know, we're going to fight, you know, it's kind of, we're going to retain a fight. And now uh, we're going to be able to keep the standard, the standard, you know, especially for him, you know, cause you know, he's, he's still going to be there The watching, And obviously, you know, he's, he's, he's the, he's been here the longest time out of all the Cardinals on the team. So obviously, you know, he knows the standard of play. That this line needs to have, and we're starting to keep that expectation for him. What
4: was it like when you first, part? when you first got here
6: with DJ Did he kind of take you under his wing, and and what wisdom did he impart on you?
9: Yeah, since since day one, you know, um, I feel like he's my family. I
11: feel like I've known him a
6: lot longer
9: than I have, you know. To be honest with you, you know, what I mean, his family is my family, my family is his family. That's how my mom, that's how my mom sees him. You know, like like he's my big bro. You feel me? So. Um, for me, he's always been one on and off the field to look after me. Even in my transition coming to college, to left tackle to right tackle, he helped me with some keys and stuff um, to uh, I'll work on my game. You hear a lot of times in the NFL, a lot of times the vets don't try to look out, but you know, for him, since day one, he's been trying to help me um, with technique, with sets, with different, with, um, you know, with different ways to approach different defensive ends. So um, he's always been. He are looking after me this entire time, you know.
6: We heard even with the injury, he broke down the team in the locker room after the game while he's on crutches. What, yeah. what did that mean to you guys?
9: Yeah, it's just you know, I think again, just yeah. team culture. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a team before you type mentality within this program. Well, not it's not, college, it's not program franchise, <laughs> uh, you know, within this franchise. And obviously, I think DJ as a leader, as a captain, I think he embodies that too. You know, a lot of guys, you know, when they have an injury, their whole thought process is on themselves. But again, he's starting to, like, when I came, I was one of the last people to come to the room. I came to hype. he was one of the first people to give me a high five and a hug, like, and he was excited about the win, excited about the team, excited for Kyler, for, for James, for, I do say James one, for James Conner, um, you know, for everybody, whole offensive line. And I think, you know, it was obviously in that moment, I was thinking more about him and his injury moment than he was, he was just thinking about the game and how excited it was. And, how much you wish he was out there to finish with, this type of guy is.
5: You mentioned the team before you, uh, kind of element to it. That's something that JG said he loves about the offensive line room, is that it's not about any one of you individually, it's about you guys collectively. Mm-hmm. What makes that room so special?
9: Yeah, I think the thing that makes the line room so special is also the personalities. And obviously, uh, I, th- I mean, I think the ability that, you know, that in, a, in, a, in a locker room like this NFL, um, the fact that people are out to express the personalities and It makes the meeting room fun. You know, we have a moment to talk. We have a five minute break in between meetings, just, you know, to talk, laugh, and all that. I think that's what makes this offensive line so close, is, you know, letting everybody just be themselves, nobody trying to be anything else, nobody else trying to hide, whatever. You know, we're all cool with that. So, um, I think that's what makes the room so cool.
5: Is it surreal a little bit that your first season's kind of coming to an end in the
9: NFL? It's crazy how fast this year has gone, honestly. it's wild, This year has gone by faster than any college season ever had. And honestly, I'm not tired of it. I'm not tired of it. There's no rookie wall. I've had fun, you know, I, I had fun in combine training. I had fun to drive. draft, fun rookie OTAs, all that. Like, so Experience has been fun. So, I mean, it's gone by so fast, faster than I imagined. when you see James through a defender or Michael Chukin, someone, I mean, what goes Oh, I just th- I just think keep going, keep going, and I'm gonna put my hand up and I'm gonna jog down the field and just watch you keep going. <laughs> and then you know if they get tackled, I'm gonna sprint up and we're gonna get the call and we're going. But as long as you keep going, I'm gonna smile and I'm gonna look at Kyle get my high five. My, you know, usually last two, wait, watching all the action happen. Um, you know, but um, it's, it's honestly exciting, you know. And um, again, to see James playing with the anger, the violence that he does is awesome. And, and like you said, with Mike, you know, as a rookie, it's awesome to see other young guys go out there and make plays. So,
5: you know, it's exciting. That game-winning touchdown, were you not able to get over James on that on that lead? Yes, yeah, so I was
9: trying to hurt him, but then he kept moving forward. And then I messed up my trajectory. And according to some of the pictures people took, you know, it looks like I wasn't going to be able to make it over him in the first place. So it might have been good that he kept moving forward. But, you know, I was able to stick the landing despite, you know, what people thought was going to happen when I hit the ground. I was able to stick the landing kept celebrating it was a great moment right? uh-huh. no yeah so that actually ran through my head right when it happened is that i remember that money told me that this probably shouldn't be something that i carry into the <laughs> nfl and i think that was the first and the last time actually i did that once to Trey mcbride um i knew i wasn't gonna hurt him by just trying to jump on his back a little bit but it's probably gonna be the last time I, the last time that i leap to the air i
6: um, was up oh sorry go ahead.
9: No, I mean I'm gonna try to I can't I promise. I'm gonna try it's it's kind of a reaction. If you just do something so crazy I'm like, wow, I'm gonna jump on you.
6: <laughs> I was up in the radio booth and I thought I saw the corner of my eye. Did you get a spike after was it Michael Wilson's session?
9: Yeah, I did. I just saw it on the I saw it on the ground my I picked up and said, Give me that, I'm spiking it. Like, come on, like <laughs> I don't know if I was on the picture like that. So I was like, I'm gonna just spike it for me. You know, everybody else was getting ready to feel going like spike for fun, I've never spiked the
3: ball.
5: Look good. <laughs> Look good. Look good. You've mentioned before that Lane Johnson is a guy that you kinda of looked up to from a path protection standpoint. Like, yeah. Did you have the chance to speak to him after the game?
9: I did and um, matter of fact, I even mentioned that, you know, yeah. I copied the sleeves. I copied the sleeves from him. Mm-hmm. So he knows, you know, I, I copied the sleeves from him. But yeah, no, I um I love his game, his technique, his um, tenacity I think. Um and again, I feel like He's one of the couple tackles in the league that are unstoppable, and I love his technique. Um, again, I told him I'm, I'm watching his film. Anytime that their game kind of lines up with our opponent in the last couple of weeks, I can watch some recent film. He's one of the tackles I'm studying. see, so, you know, how does that tackle play versus technique? Um, and all, and, all, and he's, he's an awesome guy. You know, I've had some text and interaction um, with him early on when Zach Ertz was here. He connected me with him, because he's he was a guy I could learn from. so. Awesome to be
10: able
13: to
0: talk to him after the game. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Appreciate you, guys. You got All right, and that's it for that. Um last uh three and a half, we'll uh quickly go into the last conversation from Arizona Sports. Uh just talking about Kyler Murray one, one more time.
4: Um I guess I should introduce the show on this high note. Yeah, we were
8: we were going to have really <laughs> fired up po- a lot of positivity actually coming out of what was my I mean, you were here yesterday with Scott Williams, mm-hmm. but
4: There's still I, time there for the positivity. There was so
8: many good things that happened over the weekend.
4: Um I was told to introduce you as six-time Emmy award winner. Is that <laughs> Joey Jackson is uh, is here?
8: Where did you get that from?
4: I I was told to introduce you that way.
8: <laughs> oh, I know where you got it. I was on a podcast recently. Uh-huh. And they, not only mentioned it, but put the graphic there. Yeah, they so. did.
4: that's six Which... more Emmys than I have. <laughs> Believe <laughs> well, it or you, not, you're still
8: young. You've got yeah, plenty well, of time.
4: Do you have to be uh, an Emmy? We'll get you on TV. Player. Okay, all right. Well,
8: that's number one. There's what's the equivalent of Emmy for radio? I have no
4: idea. That's probably why I don't have any <laughs> awards. I don't know what they are. Uh, Jody Jackson is here, obviously. Uh, in for Wolf. It's the Wolf and Luke show. Uh, on this Wednesday morning, and we're just gonna stick with Cardinals um out of the gate because, you know this has been a question. I would argue since like draft day last year when the Cardinals found their way to two first round picks. and at the time, it seemed like you know, they might be two top five picks. A lot of people were projecting to be the top two picks in the draft. So it became a question of, okay, well, then, who's, you know, are they are they sure they're going to stick with Kyler Murray beyond 2023? Jonathan Gannon was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday, and they just flat out asked him that question.
1: Is there any doubt in your mind who your quarterback is going to be for next season?
10: <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> He's your guy. <laughs> I why, love this why, guy, why man. Are you la- why are you laughing? I love this guy. No, there's no doubt.
4: <laughs> you love which guy? <laughs>
5: <Ain't
10: talking to laughs> Number <me easy>. one, <laughs> our franchise quarterback. Yeah. That's who yeah. I love.
4: Okay, I mean you should after that performance. <laughs> I mean he, listen, he, he
10: It's not about one guy though, guys. It's not about one guy. I, but, know, uh, I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, you know. You know. I'm a Kyler guy I, now.
4: But, you know, he said Kyler right there at the end, Jody, and that's very definitive. Had he not said Kyler, you could have said, well, maybe he just means their franchise quarterback they get it pick number one right but uh I'm <laughs> gonna trade out I up. don't no. think he was
8: no he wasn't playing word games there you could tell there was a lot of sincerity in the fact that he believes in Kyler Murray as the guy to lead this team and to work with him going forward in the future and he said that really all along but never as definitively as he said it and you know great interview by Gambo and and Bernsey there that was the first time we've really heard, yes, this is our guy going forward. I mean, there was belief that was professed in Kyler. There was a lot of, you know, we heard Drew Petzing really praise him and talk about him as a franchise quarterback. Yeah. I, if I'm remembering correctly, he didn't come out and say, this is our franchise quarterback. Well, and
4: and how much, I mean, I know Drew Petzing has some say because he's working with Kyler Murray every day, but he doesn't have the final say. And technically Jonathan Gannon doesn't either, but I think it was the way he answered it. Like you said, it was so definitive. I mean, he even laughed like, okay, this this, is still a question to everybody because look at what he just did. Thanks for watching Wolf and Luke.
0: Yeah. um, And there's the reaction. And that I was talking about. And uh, I mean, he has been saying it all along. I, I don't know why everybody says, says he hasn't, uh, you know, or maybe they want to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's our guy. Like, you know, but uh, I don't know, but I don't know if that calms the, the fans down or anybody at the talk down. I don't think it actually will. I think it gr- still grows. Uh, but uh, you know, as anything else, only uh, only time will tell, right? You know that, that's that's how these things go. Um, but anyway, um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Um, and uh, I said it earlier during Suns. I, I'll say it again. You want to get involved in the conversation? You agree, disagree with what what was said by me or anybody else that says something? Um, I'm all into it, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just uh, uh, open for the conversation. BigSkySportsTalk at Gmail for that, and uh, I would love to hear from you. Um, and then uh, you shoot me a direct message, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, plenty of places to find the, and listen to the show Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeartRadio um, Amazon Music and uh, YouTube Music as well So um, a lot of people more into that lately So I, I'm on there as well um, And um, yeah, I, I think that is, that's about everything That, that uh, um, I just appreciate you guys as always Um, We'll have a show tomorrow We'll talk uh, Yotes They played uh, tonight at 7 And uh, Arizona State Plays Utah at uh, 9pm I'm going to Try to catch both those games It'll be hard to do it simultaneously Because um, Hockey games don't Usually end in two hours But it's going to be pretty close Um, And it's going to be hard for me to stay up all the way through Arizona State and and Utah. Not because it's boring, but because I just don't stay up late. And so there's that. Uh, We'll have uh, that tomorrow. Um, Games tonight, of course, but we'll have that tomorrow. uh, Conversation on that. And then um, probably some more Cardinals things. I think they usually have some Thursday things, I think. I know they have some Friday stuff. Um, But uh, we'll, we'll see. So that might be the majority of it, but anyway um yeah uh please like follow comment subscribe share um any any post you see uh and share it share the podcast get the word out i appreciate it and we'll talk to you tomorrow thanks